Uh, welcome to week 132 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. This right here is Travis. Yeah, and we're live at uh, GalaxyCon in Richmond. Yeah, thank you everyone for Thanks coming everyone. out. Believe it or not, this is not the smallest crowd that we've ever done this show in front of. Whoa. So, uh, I mean, it's not. This is a great crowd. But it's also not the smallest. It's not the smallest. Well, it's close. Uh, we know everyone's in the right spot because there's not a lot of people in cosplay in this room right now because the <laughs> cosplay contest is going on at the exact same time. Don't tell them that. Now they're going to leave and go to the cosplay contest. Yeah, See, if you look, meant to be down there, it's the, just uh, a few rooms down. It, yeah. Look, it's not over for like another hour after what we're doing, so just go to the finals. It's way better. Hey, right time. down there you need to go. No, no, no. In here. In here. Don't kick people out. I don't care if they're She's in She's in the wrong spot. We need to get her on stage or something. Uh, Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Yeah. Um, so the first thing we always do to start off the show, uh, we, ha we have a rotating theme song. So every week, people submit their own versions of the TGIF theme song. So thanks to West Broad Street yeah. for the theme song this thanks, week. Thanks, West Broad. That's a, yeah, the good, that's a good one. That's it's a good, good one. one. And uh, we also like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. So you kind of get an idea of what was going on when these episodes aired. So on March the 26th? 27th. Well, okay, well, no. sorry. These, these, episodes, episodes, these episodes would have aired when? Yeah, these episodes would have aired March 27th, 1992. So just some context. Yeah, and in the news, March 26th, 1992 is when Mike Tyson was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, anyone want to make a guess on how much of that 10 years he actually served? No. A little less than three years. So three he years. did. He was there he did for a little, little bit, bit of time. Yeah. Uh, and then on March 27th, 1992, uh, Bruce Springsteen actually released two albums on the same day. Uh, Human Torch and Lucky Town both came out on the same day. Good for him. You're not a Bruce Springsteen fan? I like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I love Bruce Springsteen. My favorite songs of his are The River, Human Touch, and Dancing in the Dark. Nice. I mean, that came out on this day 30 years ago. Maybe. Human yeah. Touch. No. Oh, Human Touch. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, cool. We'd like to see what, was go uh, what movies and music were number one this week. So what was going on? Yeah, so uh, new songs for us this week. So number one song was Vanessa Williams' uh, Save the Best for Last. Classic, can't go wrong. I don't know that song. Yeah, you do. Sing it for us. I'm not singing anything for you. Um, but you know it. It's a beautiful song. Can Great anyone song. sing it? I really don't know it. I mean, the majority of you know Vanessa Williams' Save the Best for Last, right? Like Steve's the outlier in this conversation. You don't know it. Cool. Yeah. I did know that. She I think did. we're about 50-50 on people who know this song. Uh, well, go listen to it. It's great. And then the number one movie, new movie this week for us again, Basic Instinct, Sharon Stone. Oh. Great movie. Uh, I've seen like 30 seconds of that movie. The, the same 30 seconds that everybody <laughs> else has. And it's actually like thir .30 seconds. I mean, I wasn't um, sure exactly when it happened, so I had to watch that whole like scene. Okay. Well, I just watched it because I always go back and watch the movie for the week, and it's a great movie. It's a real good movie. Um, she was just on something. Oh, she's on that Netflix show. She was people... on the one, yeah, the one with Will Arnett, um, Murder Town, is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, yeah, she's on that. It's a funny show. If you haven't seen Murder Town, it's great. So. Didn't they make like a Basic Instinct joke? Like, I think they did. I'm, I'm, I'm they sure they did. I'm sure, I'm sure they did. Uh, and then we do birthdays, too. So uh, March 20th, which would be, I think, Monday, right? Yeah, Monday, uh, Leif Tilden. Leif Tilden it was the body actor for Robbie. Um, oh, okay. Also, he's the body actor for Donatello in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. He's been at GalaxyCon before, right? Uh, he has been, I think. And um, But he's also, it's funny because there's a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jokes that Robbie makes in the show. Uh -huh. Like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Caveman, I think is what it's called. Anyways, Donatello, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
also Robbie and Dinosaurs. Happy birthday, Leaf. And then uh, a big one, Ken, uh, Kelly Shanjay Williams, March 22nd. So I believe that's Wednesday. Happy birthday, Kelly. She's, you know, Laura Winslow. I mean, I know who Laura Winslow is. Uh, you look at me like you have no idea who she is. Yeah. I do, I do. I think she's on my shirt somewhere. She's on there somewhere. Behind uh, Urkel's head? Is Urkel the only family yeah, matters on there? Nope, just Urkel. Sorry. Okay. Laura Winslow. So anyways, those are the two birthdays. Um, do we want to talk about shows? Let's talk about the shows. Yeah, so this uh, time in TGIF history was kind of a weird one. There's normally four shows, but right now there were only three because there was a show called Billy. Has anyone seen Billy before? Yeah, That's it. so it was Good a spinoff of Head of the Class. It aired for eight episodes? Seven episodes. Seven well, episodes. it aired for seven episodes that were on TGIF, and then they got, they got switched to Saturday night, and it was like it just another like six there. episodes there. Yeah. I think it switched around a couple more nights, but there were seven on TGIF. That ended uh, two weeks ago. No, it ended yeah. last week. No, right? two weeks ago, because last week was all reruns. So the normal lineup before Billy started was Family Matters, Step by Step, Baby Talk, and then Perfect Strangers earlier in the year. Today, though, there was a rerun of Family Matters this week, so all we're going to be talking about is Step by Step, uh, Season 1, Episode 21. Dinosaurs is back. This is, Dinosaurs was off TGIF for a whole year, and it came back uh, towards the end of Season 2. So Season 2, Episode 21. And then does anybody in this room remember Baby Talk? I knew you would. Yeah. It's, so that is uh, season two, episode 21. So we're close to the end of that show in total, but Baby Talk, uh, we'll talk about Baby that Talk's well. getting good. No? <laughs> no. Baby Talk doesn't get good. For those unfamiliar with Baby Talk, it was just a, an, a ripoff of Look Who's Talking. So there's a baby that talks. It wasn't you, a ripoff. It was supposed it was to a be. Rip-off. No, 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 no. I, I, I disagree. So baby, baby Talk was supposed to be the Look Who's Talking TV show. And then they change. They just changed the premise at the last minute. It, like it was officially, Amy. Like Heckerling, they were going to call it Baby Talk. I mean, uh, look who's yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Amy Heckerling is the one of the producers. She's the creator of Look Who's Talking. It's not a ripoff because it's rip-off. the same thing. I would call it a ripoff. One time there was a show on TGIF called Going Places that had Heather Locke. Yeah, we talked about that. We watched uh, two seasons. Uh, yeah, I think two, two seasons, seasons on TGIF. That yeah, sounds right. That's about right. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's talk about Step by Step. All right, Step by Step, Season 1, Episode 21. The name of this episode was He Wanted Wings, and it starts off, we've got Dana. Uh, she's in the kitchen, and uh, Carol tells her that Saturday is Frank's 40th birthday. Yeah, and Carol is worried. Yeah, and she's worried because she thinks that Frank is having a midlife crisis, or at least is going to have a midlife crisis because she's been reading all these books, and all the books are like, when you turn 40, you're going to have a midlife crisis, and you're going to go find a younger girl and buy a sports car, and uh, in walks Frank, Start a TGIF podcast. Start a TGIF podcast, (laughs) yeah. Uh, In walks Frank, and he's got, what, a brochure from the... uh, Ferrari dealership. No, it wasn't. I thought it was like a uh, a car show or something. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he comes in, and she's all worried. for a Ferrari, though. She's worried that uh, he's going to buy this car, and uh, he's like, no, don't be silly. I don't have enough money for that. And then she's like, oh, but uh, you can't afford to have an affair either, right? And he's like, <laughs> too poor for an affair. All right. So then he uh, asks her if she's uh, reading another psychology book, which she is, and he's like, I don't like those books. They're a bunch of crap. And uh, he says that he's fine turning 40. She's yeah. got nothing to worry about. Well, the whole thing here is Carol is way more worried than Frank. Frank's like, I'm cool, man. It's, a, it's not going to be a problem. Don't worry about it. And Carol's just freaking out. Um, and she asks, like, or no, I think he says, like, the only thing that I ever wanted in my life that I haven't achieved is to meet the Three Stooges. And at this point, like... They're the, all dead, they're right? All, the ones that he wanted to meet are dead. So he's, he's pretty much SOL. 
Yeah, and she tells him that uh, he should do something for his 40th birthday, then, like something exciting. He's like, she says, is there anything that you've never done before? And what does what he say? He think? says he's always wanted to get his pilot's license, which I, I turned 40 this year, and I've been saying that I want to go skydiving on my birthday for like the last three years, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it this year. You should do it. I know. It's fun. I mean, I Suffolk's not that far, right? You can do it closer than that. Is there? Like yeah, in Hanover, New maybe? Kent or something like that? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, so did you say that that's what she decides to do is pay yeah. for... Yeah, she's going to give him a gift to like get lessons and get his pilot's license. All right, so then we go to another scene where we're now in the living room, and we've got JT and Cody. They're cutting through the living room to go to the bathroom, and well, Dana stops him. Right? Yeah, well, it's a funny joke, because like, Cody sticks his head in from the kitchen. He's like, hey, is Frank, uh, is Frank here? And, and Dana's like, no. He's like, all right, JT, we can go to the bathroom. Um, and, and she's like, when did that become a two-man job? Yeah, well, like, they both need to go to the bathroom together. So JT tells her that they got this new shower head that Frank's really been wanting, and they're going to install it for his birthday. And, of course, Dana's worried because that's, like, the bathroom that everyone uses, and she's worried they're going to screw up the shower, and she's not going to have a bathroom to use or something worse. Maybe. Yeah, which was kind of weird since Cody kind of works with Frank a lot, but we do know Cody's more of a demolition man than a than a fix-and-stuff kind of man. Yeah. So if, only, if only Carl Winslow was here. Yeah, I'm sure then Carl, it would take like Carl four and a half years to put in a shower He'd head. do it, though. Um, so where are we at now? We're in the bathroom, right? The next scene? Well, yeah, we're in the bathroom. Brennan comes in. Brennan's the youngest son, if you don't remember, from the uh, the foster side. And JT and Cody are already in there like installing yeah, the shower and head. Brennan takes one look at those two trying to fix the shower, and he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. This is nothing but trouble. Uh, and walks out. Cody's like, I threw away the instructions. I can do this, no problem. Is this Brendan's like only Brendan's, part in this whole episode? Or is I he think so. He's again? like eight, and he knows that this is a bad idea. Yeah, he's one of those characters in TGIF that sometimes they just throw him in an episode for ten seconds just because they feel like they have to. The good thing about him though is he gets older and he doesn't disappear like Judy, so he'll be yeah. he'll be in more episodes. Um, all right, so they're still trying to put this thing together. Um, like they tried to unscrew the shower head; uh, it's stuck. And then Cody um, says that he's going to try to use some of his chi energy, and he like builds up his chi and goes to twist it off, and ends up ripping the entire sh shower head like off the wall, putting a giant like two yeah, foot they, like, hole. Yeah, like the drywall the comes off, and it's a hole that goes into Dana's bedroom, and you can see Dana in there, and of course she freaks out because she's a she's a teenage girl. Yeah, and then they decide to jump right from here in this episode right into a plane. Like, we're in flying lessons now. So it's Frank. Carol somehow got dragged into this, and she's in the plane. Jeez. And then the flight instructor's in there as well. And you recognize the flight instructor, right? No, who is it? Mel, the flight instructor. We like to do this kind of like like tie the TGIF shows together a little bit. George Werner, um, he was Marvin Berman in those Perfect Strangers episodes, the oh, one yeah, yeah. Uh, with the, the guy who was going to blow himself up. Yeah. And then later came back. And I Trench coat guy. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he's that guy. Um, so this is kind of just like a setup scene. They kind of just show that they're all in there, and we learn that uh, Mel's got a bunch of stuff going on. He takes too much caffeine. He's got migraine headaches. He's tired because he didn't sleep, and he's emo an emotional wreck because his wife is like maybe planning on leaving him or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he was. That's kind of like the genesis of all of this is him and his wife were having like marital issues, so he was up late. That's why he's got migraines. That's why he's tired, and he is trying to also fly a plane that has two other people in it. So. Yeah. It's good. It's good smart. times. Um, so then we go back to the Foster Lambert house. Um, we're in the kitchen now. Dana and Karen are making a cake for Frank's birthday. Yep. Al comes in. She immediately gets upset because she says that's her job every year is to make her dad's cake. And they're like fighting over flavors and stuff like that. I feel like there was a good story here. 
that they don't really do anything with. This whole idea of like Al getting jealous about the cake, Dana and Karen, which it's weird. That I mean, Dana how many stories Karen... can we have in one episode though? We've got the shower story, we've got the plane story, yeah. we've got the birthday story. This is better than shower story. Could have been. Oh, better. you say drop the shower story and just go. My yeah. name's Al, and I'm sad because. Daddy but to make this even better, Ivy and Penny come me. in. Um, Does anybody remember Ivy and Penny from Step by Step? The like most throwaway characters in the history of. So they were Dude. like the, it was Carol's sister, Carol's and, sister her mom, and her mom. And yeah. in the beginning of Step by Step, they worked with her in the salon that was built onto the side of the house. Yeah, and my, I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure they only last one season, I think. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we're only 21 episodes. Do you we're remember Penny and, and Ivy? Well, I do, I do remember. Um, I don't remember what her name was, but I do remember either um, or... Um, I do remember, like, the grandma's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot which side she was, but she was played by Patrika Darbo. Yeah, that was I, that, so that's Ivy. That's, that's Carol's mom. Yeah, and then so, Penny is, like, red hair, like, big curly hair. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like Carol. Yeah, so they come in um, to this scene, and it... it they and they're like, they all a cake fight. needs is love. It doesn't matter what flavor it is. Yeah, because all is. the girls are fighting. And then uh, Dana and Al start to fight. They grab a bag of flour. They both pull on it. They rip it open. Flour goes all over Penny. And then um, I think that's kind of the end of that that's scene, it. right? Yeah. That's it. All right. So after this uh, kitchen cake scene, we go back on the plane. Uh, Mel's still freaking out, Carol, because he's telling her all this crazy stuff, not paying attention, that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, and just talking about his wife the whole time. And then he goes uh, and just starts eating lunch. Well, he pulls plane. out his lunch bag, and he starts eating his lunch in the plane, and in the lunch bag is a note from his wife that he thinks, because at the end of, he kind of tells Carol that they made up uh, before he left the house, or he thought they made up. So he goes, he's pulling the note out of his lunch bag, he starts to read it, and it's it's a breakup note. It's like the official, this is, we are over. Yeah, and of course Mel now, like, really starts freaking out. He almost crashes the plane. Oh, not, it's not just a breakup note. It, it, it also says that he was having an or she was having an affair with uh, Mel's boss. Okay. This is where she breaks that news to him. And this is where Mel like almost crashes the plane. Carol says she's gonna like read the whole note and then um, like suicidal style. Like he doesn't want. He's like I don't want to live anymore. Yeah, I he can't yells do this. I don't want to live and literally dive bombs the plane like straight down. And then Carol trying to help grabs a thermos from the back of the plane and just knocks him out for some reason, even though literally Frank has now had like 30 minutes of flight time. That's maybe. all you need. It's just like this. So Frank's like, I mean, I can keep the it's plane leveled, but there's no way I can land this plane. Right, well, so that's the tough part. Frank gets on the radio, and they start to try to walk him through it and hopefully land this plane, and then we go back to the house, right? And it's funny, because when he's talking to the guy in the tower, the guy in the tower's like, oh, no, he found out that she was cheating on him with Jim, and he's like, or no, no, no. What he says is, oh, she found out he was. He found out she was cheating on him, and she's like, yeah, with Jim. And he's like, oh, Jim too. Like the guy <laughs> in the tower knew what was up. All right, so back at the home, we're back in the bedroom or the bathroom again. Um, Dana comes in. She's checking on them on how they're doing on the shower. Cody and JT are proud because they say they're all done. Everything's good to go. So they go to turn on the shower head, and then literally a stream of water just shoots sideways right into Dana. This place. impressed the hell out of me because. Think about how many, like, the, 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 the blocking of having Dana in the exact right spot. Because the, the shower head is a good five, six feet away for it to be able to hit her. How does it impress you? I mean, literally, it could turn on the water, see where the water hits, and say, all right, you're standing here. I thought it looked good. It impressed <laughs> I me. I thought um, it looked good. Yeah, so he goes back to tighten it again here. 
Um, he thinks it's all fixed, and then they walk out. Like, they don't even check it second, another time. So they walk oh, out. And, and also the, the wall is fixed, too, which I thought was funny. Like, they fixed the drywall that they had destroyed. And, like, the tiling, too, right? Like, Wasn't it tiled? All on the same day. So um, as soon as they walk out, though, the shower head falls off the wall, and water just starts flowing yeah. down in the back. And no, one, no one's there to see it. So this is unbeknownst to the, to the family. All right, so back to the plane. Um, the guy on the radio is like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. And then, like, they try to, like, be off, like, Mike and be like, we got the ambulance ready for when they, uh, <laughs> when when they, they land. land. And then uh, the radio at this point, too, loses connection. So well, Jim, yeah, Jim at the, in the tower is like, this is the most important step. Make sure you're prepared. And then cuts off. Cuts off. Um, and then Carol and Frank, like, say their goodbyes. And then Mel wakes up here. Mel wakes up, yeah. Mel, yeah. Mel starts to come out of his... his uh, being knocked out. And Carol's like, Mel, you have to land this plane. Uh, we can't do it. And Frank tells him that, uh, don't worry, Mel, everyone gets a second chance. And uh, you're going to find another girl. And like, they're able to talk him back into it. Though, yeah, right? yeah, like, they, yeah, they gave, they pumped him up. I think, uh, I think Mel says, oh, do you have a sister? And she's like, oh, yeah, look, she <laughs> yeah, looks yeah, just yeah. like me, too. Yeah, that's the funny part, that Carol tells him that Penny looks just like her. I think uh, Frank's like, oh, For yeah. all of you who don't remember Penny, she doesn't look like uh, Suzanne Summers. So. But... Uh, Mel gets excited. He's like, all right, let's land this baby. And then uh, Frank's like, oh, but the radio's out. And he's like, we don't need no stinking radio. And then I guess he lands Well, there's also, the then they, run out, they almost run out of gas, too. They're getting, like, low on gas as they're land, so they kind of, like, putter in. Uh, they don't even have the oh, gas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Land. So we don't know what's happening here because we go back to the house another time, but we get to see Frank and Carol arrive at the house immediately. Yeah, and, of course, they're, like, hugging everybody and just happy to be on ground. I've been through that, man. I was in a horrible plane ride where everybody that got off the plane hugged everybody they could find in the airport. Really? Yeah. There, everyone was on the phone with their family, like hugging strangers. It was a bad flight. Where were you going? Coming uh, from? I was. It was from Richmond to Fort Lauderdale. When you got in Fort Lauderdale, you started yeah. hugging people. Yeah, everybody Ooh. was. The entire plane was just crying. All right, it's bad. Um. So yeah, back to step by step. Uh, they're telling everyone about the flight and how crazy it was, and then everyone goes in the kitchen because it's Frank's birthday, and they're mm. gonna go celebrate, eat this cake that the kids made. Uh, Frank gives a speech about how like great his family is and how happy he is to be with them. And then um, they light the candles on the cake. And as soon as they do this, uh, the ceiling starts to fall. Water starts to rush down. Uh, the shower head falls. Frank catches it, I think, or picks it, it up falls off the ground right on the or table something. In front of them. But like, the entire family is soaking wet. Soaking wet. Everyone. Like, everyone's in there. Every kid. It's a good gag. And uh, Frank's like, oh, yeah, you got me that shower head I wanted. And then that <laughs> kind of like... closes out the end of the episode. So, yeah, that's step-by-step step for this week. It's a good episode. Uh, then we go, I guess, how did these air? So, was step-by-step step 8 Step-by-step step was 8.30, and then 9 o'clock was dinosaurs. And this is, imp- it's, like I said, dinosaurs has been off the air since, like, spring of the previous year. Well, it had been, it was on the air, just on a different You're right, I'm sorry. It was time, off of TGI. Yeah, yeah, so this is the return of dinosaurs dinosaurs to TGIF, uh, episode 21 in season two. So if you go back and listen to our episodes, I'm sorry, first of all. But secondly, um, you you'll you can listen to like all the dinosaurs. We watched all the dinosaurs that were off of TGIF, so we'd be caught up. I hope here. I watched the right one, because I wrote down episode 13. I hope I just wrote down the wrong number. I hope you did, too. <laughs> is it and the winner is? is it we're, right in, we're good. Yeah, it's, okay. it's weird, because these are on... So Disney Plus has dinosaurs right now streaming, but it's all like... The, out of order. It's, it's kind of weird. They, like, split up the seasons weird. These are actually out of order. So, you, I mean, we're pretty careful when we watch them, but if, if you want to go watch them on Disney+, Plus, they're there. And also, if you can't tell, Travis and I don't talk about these episodes until we record this episode, so, like, we don't know what the other one's going to say about them or no. anything, really. Um, so, this is Dinosaurs Season 2, you said Episode 21? 
Yeah, season two, episode 21. That's like the official. Disney has them. I don't even know. It's like season two. Episode. Maybe I wrote down the Disney one. Maybe that's maybe, what I did or something. Maybe. But uh, And the Winner is, is the name of the episode. It starts off after the theme. We come back, and uh, we are in the Cave of Destiny. And this is where you take your baby. Well, I guess you do other things, too. But one of the things you do in the Cave of Destiny is you take your baby to be named. I like, feel you like make the official name. Have done this with baby before? Like, I, give him a name? I thought we did. Maybe this. we did. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a year off, so I don't know. It has been. So it's the baby naming ceremony. Uh, you bring your baby there, and then the great elder names the baby for you. You don't even get to pick the name, right? No, no. The, baby, the elder picks. Um, they realize that they forgot to take the baby earlier. Most people take their babies like way sooner, but then they do like a joke where like we went through so much in the last year, and they just list like every episode. They list all the plots from the previous episodes as excuses to why they didn't get around to naming the baby. So then we see this great elder guy, and he's about to name baby, but literally dies right there in front of him before he's able to name the baby. Well, he dies while he's naming the baby and is able to squeak out, "Ugh, ugh, I'm dying, you idiot, Sinclair." Yeah. So that's well, the, I'm dying, you idiot. And then obviously, last name Sinclair. So yeah, that's the official name of baby as of right now is Ug Ug. I'm dying, you idiot. Correct. In case you didn't know that. Um, and then we go to I think we're back at the house and there's like uh, DNN. Yeah, DNN, which is the Dinosaur News Network, and there's a story. Uh, we find out that BP Ridgefield, who is Earl's boss, Correct. on the show, the uh, big dude that so. sits in the trailer and everything. He is going to be running to be the next great elder. Right. Yep. And that's going to set up this episode. That's like the whole, the main theme. Yeah, what you got? I remember Michael Dorn played one of the elders on Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Mike... he was in this one, right? No. Uh, this one? I, don't know. I don't know if he was in this one or not, but he's been in a few episodes. He, yeah, you're right, though. He plays the elder, and then he does a lot of like voiceover, um, voiceovers for the voiceovers. So like when they're doing commercials on TV or when they're doing like dinosaur documentaries on TV, he does a lot of the... The voiceovers. So, uh, yeah, he's running for Great Elder, and then uh, I guess they're at the work they're site at work, here, yeah. and he calls in all of the, like... Richfield does. Yeah, Richfield calls in all the workers to announce to them that he's running for Elder, and then he says that he needs to find someone to be the opposing candidate to run against him that looks really stupid to make sure that he can win. Yeah, and he says, who wants to do it? The next person that says something stupid is going to be my opponent that I'm going to beat. And, and then of course, Earl says something. I don't remember what he said, but yeah, yeah, something they're like, all right, whatever. you're him. You're going to be running against me. So yep. it's going to be Earl versus uh, Ridgefield, Ridgefield to find out who is the next great elder in the uh, dinosaur land. Is there a name for the dinosaur land? Um, is there one? Pangea. They call it just, they they just call call it Pangea. Pangea. Yeah. Okay. Um, so back at the house, um, they're playing some game, right, with Baby? I wrote fee-fi-fo-fun game. I don't know. I, I don't didn't write know. that down. Um, oh, oh no, no, the no. name game. It's like it's uh, like the banana, 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 banana. Yeah, but then they get to his name. But then they get to baby. So it's like ugh, ugh, ugh bug, bug, banana, banana. I'm dying, you idiots. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, so they're playing that. Ethel tells Fran that they can just apply for a new name whenever the new elder is elected. And Fran says, "Well, I'm kind of worried what Ridgefield's going to do if he becomes the new elder, and uh, the world's just going to be kind of messed up if he does get it." Right. Well, they also mentioned that there were some other, like Fran's cousin was named Ad Shu by the elder, um, and then there was a kid at school who was Ak. Excuse me, um, Ak, Ak. I don't know. Excuse me. So evidently, this is like a common practice where the elders just say whatever's happening. And that's yeah, it. and then Earl gets home and he uh, announces to the family that he is running for chief elder. And there's excitement though; like everyone's excited that he's running. 
Yeah. I, that's what I got out of it. I would be terrified he's going to get eaten. But Yeah, so uh, everyone's telling him that they're excited, and then he's like, you guys need to turn on the TV right now. And they turn on the TV, and it's him at the job site giving like his announcement speech that he's also running for elder. Which is basically just him singing how lovely it is to be a woman from Bye Bye Yeah, Brady. we find out that Ridgefield wrote his speech and told him that it would be a good idea to sing that song as his like, they do a announcement. They a lot of musical songs. Especially lately, they've been doing a lot of musical songs in, uh, in Dinosaurs. So, uh, obviously, Earl's making a fool of himself, which is what Ridgefield wants, and uh, Earl doesn't see what's wrong. He, like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand that why he's up there running against Ridgefield. He actually, I guess, thinks he has a chance, right? No, because he tells him that. He knows he doesn't have a chance. Yeah. He knows he's not supposed to have a chance. But he tells Ridgefield, or he tells his family that Ridgefield wrote the speech, and that he, he actually does tell him here that he knows that he's running just to lose. Yeah, yeah. And then, is this also where we get... Uh, Edward R. Hero starts to interview Richfield on DNN, which is... Uh, yeah, that's the next scene. Yeah, yeah and that Edward R. Hero is obviously a play on Edward R. Murrow from, from the 70s, the, the newscaster. So there's a bunch of, like, political TV ads that air first. Oh, yeah, 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 talk, yeah. Showing, like, how great. good of a character yeah. Richfield is. And then, uh, like Travis said, the interview comes on, and uh, Richfield's talking about all the changes that he's going to make and all of his views. And then uh, Earl is watching this, and he goes into like this. He falls asleep while watching it, and goes into like a dream sequence. I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. So uh, he thinks it's going to be his cake dream that he always has about him just eating cake, but instead it's uh, Fran showing Earl how bad everything is in the world now that Ridgefield has become the great elder. Yeah, he's lowered the minimum wage to two cents a day. Um, I don't know what it was before. I don't know. I hate when these. I mean, episodes, inflation two cents a day might have been pretty good. I hate when these episodes like are so on the nose for still current times. Um, Robbie has to sell his pancreas to pay for anything, which you know who hasn't. Um, it just I don't know. But just so you all know, the la like the last week's episode was two episodes about a war between the four leggeds and the two leggeds, and I was like, God, this is so depressing. And they were all fighting because. Yeah. I remember that one. I also remember another one where I'm, where I'm Fran's friend who had four legs. Monica. And Fran and all, they had some girls night. Yeah, yeah. We watched that one like last, maybe like 10 episodes ago, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. They had, you know, beer, which was meant for, for the guys and the guys, you know, on some honey. Yeah. It's always on the, it's, it, there, dinosaurs was brilliant, because when you were like 10, you didn't catch any of this, and now that you're 30, you're like, Fuck. But yeah, so, so Earl's, Earl's in this dream, he startles himself awake, and then he realizes that he is the nation's only hope to come out of this okay. He's, he's the it. one that has to be Ridgefield, and he's the only one that can make everything all right. He does. So... After this, we go to another DNN report We're talk that's talking about Earl now, and they're interviewing him uh, like from satellite location, which is inside of his living room, right? Yep. And um, Earl starts the interview and then like immediately just faints right in the middle. He of does, it. yeah. And Roy kind of like wakes him up and says, "Look, if it gets hard, just talk about country, family, and puppies, and you'll be fine. Just change the subject." And so that's what Earl starts doing. Um, then Edward R. Hero, the news reporter, says, you don't know anything about, you're not answering any of my questions. And then Earl says, look, look at our new dog, Checkers, which I think was the, I think it's a play on Nixon. I think Nixon had a dog named Checkers back in the 70s. Um, and so now Earl is like destroying. Yeah, they show, they show the polls on the screen. The poll goes from like 10% like, to 90%. And, and they just swap. Flips. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then Earl, they go to a scene with Earl celebrating him just like yelling, I'm going to run the country. Like he's now convinced that he's going to win this entire thing. Right. 
Um, and Robbie, though, he's worried because uh, he thinks that people are supporting his dad now for the wrong reason. Well, Robbie says, like, look, you don't know how to run a country. You don't know what you're doing. You're, I mean, it's great if you beat Richfield, but you are, we're, still, we're still screwed because you don't know how to be a president. Yeah, and I wrote here that Fran suggests that everyone just sleep on it. Is that like him sleeping on it if he still wants to run? Or I don't, I don't remember either. I don't know. Yeah. So she reminds, oh, because the debate's tomorrow. That's right. They're going to have the big debate tomorrow for the election. And uh, Earl's like, no, I don't want to sleep because I'm worried that if I sleep, I'm just going to have another dream and then it's going to change my opinion about everything and I won't want to do it. So instead, Baby knocks him out with a frying pan. He goes into a dream. Uh, uh, ack, you idiot. Oh, yeah, his name's not Baby, is it? Right. Uh, and this time, the dream is Earl as elder. Uh, he won the election and he show, he's getting shown like his office, like the red button and... All the stuff. Uh, yeah, and he's told that he gets to make all the decisions about war and finances and girls trapped in wells. I don't know why I wrote that. I think kids getting trapped in wells was still fairly common in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess Lassie was Lassie. on still, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's immediately uh, overwhelmed and then accidentally hits the red button, dropping a nuclear bomb and uh, I guess killing everyone. Killing everybody. Yeah. Um, so on the nose. Back to DNN. Another or this is the debate time now. Earl makes a statement that uh, he would be a terrible elder. Like he kind of like takes himself out of the race. Yeah, right? he's like, look, to. I can't. I'm not gonna. I I can't do this. Just vote for Richfield. But no, 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 he no. says that he thinks Richfield will be even a worse choice. Is what he says. Uh, he's yeah. like, he, I, he I can't do it. Does he say still say to vote for him because vote? He, I don't know. But he I does say Richfield's evil, pure evil. Um. He, and he says, like, on this announcement that uh, he actually forced him to run. Like, he tells everyone yeah. during this debate that Ridgefield made him run. And then the commentator concludes the debates and says, uh, well, everyone, the world is left with a choice between a psychopath and an ignoramus and reminds everyone, don't forget to vote tomorrow. <laughs> so that's the next day. We're at home. The election results are on TV. And it turns out... Uh, I don't know what the numbers were. I got the numbers. 40,019 voted for Earl. 60,314 voted for Richfield. I don't know if I added an extra zero, but I'm just going to go with what I got here on the paper. Uh, 2,312,000 voted for Edward R. Hero. So Edward R. Hero... Right in vote. Right in vote. Yeah. Wins the uh, eldership. So then we go to the Cave of Destiny. It's baby naming part two. So they're taking yep. uh, Ugg, Ugg, I'm dying, you, you idiot, idiot, to yeah. get uh, a new name. And uh, Edward, our hero, is the elder, and he decides to name, make the new name Baby. Well, they, he says, you know, we've been call the, the family says we've been calling him Baby, and, Ed and the elder, Edward, our hero, says, great, his name's Baby. So Fran's like, Earl, what a wonderful name. And then Earl says, Baby, I could have done this job. And then that's, that's the end of that one. <laughs> that's, that's a dinosaur. So now we're going to put you guys through an episode that no one's ever seen before ever in this room. Uh, baby Talk Season well, 2. No, so this is, on, this is one of the very few Baby Talk episodes that is actually on YouTube. Um, so you can go watch it if you want to. I don't suggest it, but uh, it's there. You said you don't suggest it? No. This wasn't your favorite Baby Talk episode we've ever had? Baby Talk. Season, Season two. 2, episode 21. Pop goes the question. I wonder what that's about. Uh, Mickey and Maggie start off... I don't even know how to Do talk about Do we need to give this. some context real quick? Because, like, so just a quick hands. You can say something you want, but has anyone in this room seen an episode of a Baby Talk? A full episode of Baby Talk. Anyone? Ever. Okay. Never. So right. Baby Talk, like we said earlier, was supposed to be the TV version of Look Who's Talking. It was the same producers, the same everything. 
but at the last minute they decided they were going to do Look Who's Talking To and they're like, this whole TV show is not going to work with the sequel. So they called it Baby Talk. The, the, the very first season was, who's the woman that played? Do you remember her name? It's not that important. Yes, Julia Duffy, thank you. From um, I'm not even going to try to remember off the top of my head. Anyways, Julia Duffy was the mom. The baby is voiced by Tony Danza. Um, and it's not great. There were some like workers that were fixing the yeah, apartment. Oh, yeah, George, George Clooney, Clooney was, one of them, was very in the early whole George first Clooney. season. And there was kind of like a love kind of building relationship yeah, a little bit. between George Clooney and Maggie. Never really went anywhere. So for some reason at the end of season one, they're like, let's recast let's everyone except the baby. Yeah, so so only the baby Tony stayed. Danza. They got a new Maggie. They still called her Maggie. And then they moved to Brooklyn and, and got a whole new yeah. like uh, cast of... Well, the most Supers. important new person in the cast is Scott Bayo, who is the super for the apartment. Yeah, they and live Scott Bayo pretty much takes over the George Clooney role. Yeah. Like he's like the new and version Mary, of that. And Mary Page Keller is now the mom. So all the characters are same names, same story, same everything, except they that they're all different. think actors. that everyone forgot. Well, I mean, no one watched it, so they could have. The doctor was done the that. same for the first episode of season There was two. a doctor that was the same. I think of Scott Bayo, I think more of. Charles and Charles. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. And I think there's a lot of people that are on this show for like blips that were Charles and Charge also like guest star actors. But All right. All right. So anyway, so it starts off we have Mickey who's the kid. Maggie is Tony Mickey's Dan's mom. Mary and Page they're Keller. and they're playing uh, with some blocks or whatever. And Maggie is trying You've to got get the Mickey white screen, the white screen intro. There's always a white screen intro of the baby's doing something at the beginning. And oh, see, case, I watched the YouTube one. I didn't watch the uh, Canadian okay. version. I so. watch it on a Canadian streaming service using a VPN because that's the best place we can find it. Um, but it's Mickey and this other girl, and they are watering plants. And I don't know. Mickey has gotten to an age where he hates other kids because he is just like being mean to this little girl. If you want to go back and watch Baby Talk season two, episode twenty-one, if you just happen to want to do that. Mickey almost kills somebody in that episode. Like he throws a throws a billiard ball head. at this kid and misses his head by like an inch and hits him in the arm. All right. So the after the after the intro, Maggie and Mickey in the building and they are playing with these these blocks. Yeah. And um, Maggie is trying to get Mickey to say his first word. Yeah. And she's like hoping that it's mommy, of course. And then uh, James comes to the door. James is Scott Bayo, Scott Bayo. Uh, boyfriend of Maggie at this point, and also yes. the uh, the maintenance guy for the building. The super, the, the super is what they call it. And uh, James comes in, and of course, right when he walks in, Mickey says his first word, and it's daddy. James is not a, his daddy, but I mean, he's there. He's the he's the dad figure for Mickey he for sure. Mo- and he has been the father figure the entire season for Mickey. So um, James is like, oh, I'll try to say it again. I think he does say it again. He does like, say it he again. Says yeah, it he says it again. Here. Yeah. And Maggie's still trying to get him to say mommy, but he doesn't. And then James tells Maggie that she worries too much. Like, it's going to happen eventually. And the other thing here, just so we're clear, is this is very Look Who's Talking, where you also hear Mickey's, like, internal Thoughts. monologue, Tony Danza. And he is in his mind saying, like, I want James to be my daddy. I'm doing this on purpose. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, um a little bit later, we've got Maggie and Mickey, and they're, like, cleaning up the house. Mickey's not really cleaning, but trying to, I guess. He's, and he's, then, play dust. he's like, dusting. He's got a little duster. These other two characters that are in every episode, Anita, who's, like, the neighbor across the hall. Yep. They're in an apartment building. And then her little daughter, Danielle, come over. And uh, Maggie tells Anita that Mickey said his first word, which was daddy. And then she's like, oh, how cute. And then this is the joke part that this I This is the one down. that you were about? This okay. is the one I was right now. This is good. He tells Danielle... Mickey in, tells Danielle. Inside, I sound like Tony Danza, but outside, I sound like Mickey Mouse, which is an inside joke because it is actually Tony, Tony Danza's Danza. voice. But uh, 
Anita comments on uh, the whole like saying the first word things and how it's okay if uh, Mickey thinks James's dad because I, this was weird here. No, it wasn't weird. It was it, it makes sense. So what Maggie is worried about is that that James are, that that Mickey is calling James daddy and that's fine when he's a baby, but as he gets older, she's worried that that Mickey is going to find out that James is in fact not her his dad and that's going to somehow mess him up um i don't know I, I, no the weird part i wrote down was like something with like anita she was like it's okay because tony and uh danielle don't know who their dad is i think that was just a something joke. like is that, it i, I think that know. was just a joke um so where are we at now maggie and anita are talking about uh, they, they moved to the whole like do you want to be with james when you know for the for long term do you want to get married yeah, and then Anita and Maggie talk about the possibility of of marriage. And Maggie's like, yeah, you know, I can see that happening. So a little later, Maggie and Mickey are getting ready for bed. Um, she tries to get him to say goodnight, Mommy, but he's not doing it. No. And then uh, she admits to uh, Mickey, who is a little baby, about being jealous that uh, he said Daddy first. Yeah. And then uh, tells Mickey that it would be really nice if uh, they were a family, her, James, and uh, he, she, he, she does. And you also hear more of the inner monologue where Mickey is saying that his master plan is to get James to be the daddy. Yeah, and also a little more background, too, on Baby Talk. We're 21 episodes now of Into season, season two. two. This is where, so 21 episodes of Scott Bayo and this Maggie. And there's just been this, like, weird, like, relationship thing where they're, like, not sure if they're boyfriend and girlfriend. And then all of a sudden now they're getting engaged, though. It's, like, three was, episodes after they finally figured out that they like each other enough to kiss so each other or something. So So frustrating. Ugh. All right. So. Uh, we go to James's apartment. James and Warren is James's buddy. Lives in the apartment building as well. They're, uh, they're in there TV, watching TV right? in James's apartment. And he tells Warren that uh, Mickey called him daddy. And uh, James tells Warren that uh, he's going to ask Maggie to marry him. Yep. So they're both on the same page. They just don't know it. And uh, Warren's not into this. He likes single James. Like, that's his buddy. Sure. And uh, there's a knock at the door. It's a pizza girl, some hot girl. It's yeah. like hot blonde um, at the door delivering pizza. James, James doesn't, doesn't even, even look at her. Like, takes the pizza, and Warren's like, what are you doing? And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to give this to you now. And passes off his, like, phone book of girls' the black numbers. Book. The black book. The yeah, black book. To Warren and says, it's your time now. Yeah. Good luck, sir. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Maggie is now filming Mickey. She's got a video he does, camera. He does, when he hands the book, though, he does do one thing. He rips out the page that has Maggie's phone. Oh, yeah. You can it. have all this except for this page. Yeah. And like, what do you think, how do you think that's going to work? You think Warren's going to just start calling these women? He's like, hey, James told me to give you a call. That You guys hooked up once. So it's, no, uh, you do the thing where you're like, hey, remember me? We met at that bar down the street. You're like, uh, Okay. That's not, that's not how it works. That's not how, that's not how I used my black book. Uh, you had a black book? No. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, she's filming Mickey, trying to get him to talk still. James comes over, uh, tries to get him to talk again, but he's not. And then Maggie heads off to work and tells James, just film everything that he does all day because we've got to get him on camera saying a word. And then James runs into the other room and grabs Maggie's glove because the plan now that he tells Mickey is they're going to go ring shopping for his mom, buy her a ring. And I guess they're using the glove. This, to get so the much size. of this does not make sense. Like you can't use a glove to size a ring because like the glove is... I mean, that's, prob that's probably the best way I could think of doing it. Or just take one of her other rings that, has, that she wears and say, yeah, hey, I need I a ring that's the same that, size as this. The other thing here that really frustrates me is they're setting this up perfectly to where 
the video camera captures the conversation about him wanting to like buy her a ring and marry her and it never gets used it never goes anywhere you would think that she would like see the video but or, doesn't he kind of like that's buy the ring and like get a proposal like that day or something kind of I mean it there, yeah there's another Things they take it another direction quick. but why have this whole video camera piece if you're not going to use the idea yeah. that like you accidentally capture all this on it it's also only a 22 minute long show and it's horribly written yeah um, so then we go to Maggie's office, um, and then we meet Susan, Susan, who, I mean, we've known for 21 episodes now, but, uh, she's one of Maggie's coworkers. She's on the phone and she's like, she's a very flirtatious girl. Sure, with somebody to, else in the office. Sounds yeah. like. Is it? Yeah. Uh, no, well, so she does this whole thing. Like she's, she's on the phone with phone. a guy. We know that. Yeah, sure. We'll leave it at that. So Maggie comes in, talks to her about, uh, James and tells her that like, hey, do you think it would be weird if I actually asked James to marry me? Because I'm tired of waiting, and I, this is what I want. Yeah, and Susan's and, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, she's like, go for it. 1992, do whatever you want. Yeah, it's 1992. Things are different now. Go for it. Um, so I think that's kind of it. That's where we end yep. that scene, right? Then it goes back to James. So then we go to James at the ring store. Um, the clerk there starts showing off some rings. $25,000 ring. Yeah, the first ring's $25,000. Um, Way too much money for James, From where anybody. all he does, well, in case you didn't know what you didn't know, uh, James's two jobs are fixing toilets in the apartment, and then also he is a music writer. He's, he writes jingles, but he also just wrote a big song for that band. For yeah, he wrote, violent, a, he wrote a metal ballad song. For violence. Oh, I wish I remembered. Absolute violence, violent rampage. If you want to talk, I'll find it. No, nah, it's cool. Let's go. No, I want to know now. It's... Uh, AR absolutely. Just go with what happens next. Okay. In the episode. So yeah. So he's like, no, I need something cheaper. Um, and then we go. So we go back to the apartment, and um, he is showing his ring to Tony. Tony is Anita's son, so Danielle's brother. He's like ten. He doesn't know what a ring is. Uh, but James is also making muscles for dinner, even though he has no idea how to make muscles. Uh, Anita comes in from across the hallway, and she's like, "What's going on here?" And Tony tells Anita. Uh, that James is going to propose, and then um, there's this whole plan that, like, he's trying to cook dinner, and Warren is downstairs, is going to warn him when when Maggie comes back from work, and and uh, Warren runs in with a bottle of champagne and says, Maggie's on her way, she's early, she's now early. Did you find the name of the band? Random Violence. Random Violence. I knew yeah. it was Violence. Um, all right, so where well, are we at now? Warren, Warren has just run in and said, Maggie is coming up. So, what, he hides the ring at this point? Yeah, his plan is to hide, hide the ring under the napkin at the dinner table, which is just, like, creates this huge bump. It's not really a very effective hiding space, but he's going to hide it there so that she finds it, and then he's going to propose to her. Yeah, so she gets home, she comes in, she tells James, hey, James, I'm taking you out to dinner, because that was her plan. Yeah, she's made reservations at, like, the nicest restaurant in town. Which, I mean, probably pretty nice. In New York, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're going to go out to dinner, but of course James is like, oh, well, I want, I cook dinner here. Cause they both have these plans to propose to each other. Yeah. She wants to take him to a restaurant to propose. He wants to have dinner there and for her to lift up her napkin and see the ring. And they're both start arguing here and it almost looks like it's going to fall apart. It, yeah. I mean, they're fighting about James. Is like you always plan everything. This is the funny joke that I wrote down. Uh, James says, you plan everything, Maggie. This is not fair. And then Mickey and his head says, except for me, um, because she obviously didn't marry her dad, and that's it's funny. So they um, they both say that they were about to make the biggest mistake they've ever made. Both of them say this, and then Maggie reveals that she was going to ask him to marry her. He tells her to uh, look under the napkin. She sees the ring. They both find out that they were going to propose to each other. Uh, he tells her that his answer is yes, 
and uh, then they kiss, and it looks like the two of them are finally getting married after 21 episodes. And then Warren comes in, and Mickey says, Daddy to Warren. Yeah, and then that's the end of the episode, and then the credits is like a big celebration wedding scene. Oh, man, this show. Yeah, so that's it. That was uh, this week, 1992, 30 years ago of TGIF. Yeah, we normally every week we rank the episodes of our favorites. Yeah, and we should do it again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say for me, number three was... I'll go three baby talk, two step by step, and one dinosaurs. Okay, I'm I'm with you. I think that that lines up with me too. Yeah. I want to. Um. There's two other things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Sure. So. I think we got like 15 minutes. We so. got some time. So th- there was a there was a convention uh, recently that had a bunch of different TGIF cast members, and, w- and one of the panels they did was with, um, the. F- the cast from Family Matters, and they talked about doing a reunion, or like getting back together and doing so a reboot. So it who was Laura, it was Eddie, Carl, and Harriet? Harriet, yep, yeah. yep. And uh, I thought it was interesting. The reason I bring it up is that um, when they asked about the reboot, uh, Mary Jo Payton, who plays Harriet, specifically said, she's like, look, I'll do it, but the first thing that's got to happen as soon as that show starts is that Judy, Jamie Foxworth, Jamie Foxworth, is that her name? Yeah. Judy, yeah, walks down those steps, because getting rid of her in season, what, three or four, season four, was one of the one of the most difficult things that she had to do during that show. And I just thought it was so interesting because she sit there, she says, like, this was a painful moment for me. I went in, we went into the producers and directors and said, what are you doing? There's no reason to do this. She's like, it would have made sense if we had gotten rid of Eddie. It would have made sense if we had gotten rid of one of the older kids. Not oh, because they're going like to college. Them, but they're or going to college, like you could have written a story about it. But how do you write off a eight year old girl? This is the original Harriet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They didn't have the they didn't have the new because the, the newer movie. the newer Harriet only did what the last season. I think the or last two, season, maybe like two, that? yeah, something like that. Okay, and then what was the other thing you were gonna bring up? Totally un- unrelated to TJF. Oh, good. So let me ask, what, what you got right there before I move to my next topic? Well, I do know that um, Joe Marie Payton, um, and according to one source I read, was you know is the pointed in the later episodes, not just for Jamie Foxworth, but there was also you know how. It, it started off as a spin-off of Perfect Strange. Right. Focused on Harriet's family, but the later seasons became more about... Steve Urkel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, really, like, halfway through season one, it started to become more about Steve Urkel. Yeah, it's pretty well documented that she was not happy with, with him getting as much attention as he did, which, I mean, it goes both ways. Like, that show, I think that, that I think the, there was a lot of great like material with the family but you gotta admit I mean Steve Urkel is one of the classic yeah, if they characters. do do a reboot it has to have Urkel in it oh, like there's no way they can do it without 100%. him at this point uh, the other thing I wanted to mention because okay. I, I talk about it a lot is I started watching Dead at 21 what is that does anyone remember Dead at 21 the MTV show from 1994 no. nobody nobody ever I don't even remember I was hoping you probably that talked here, to me about this and I still don't remember I was hoping somebody is. here at, Gal- or at GalaxyCon with the, Dead at 21 at 13 episodes 1994 MTV Anyways, I started watching That's it last it? night. You just wanted. I, I wanted to bring it up because Travis I, just wanted to make sure that he made the announcement here. To no, let I wanted to know. because I was hoping that everyone, guys, in this I'm room, watching Dead at 21. Pop culture, like genius. who was in the show? Anyone? Nobody important at all. There's not a single person from. That then the show. whole cast is probably downstairs right now. Oh my god! It's... That's more than me. The whole premise of the show was that this guy finds out on his 20th birthday that he was part of a medical experiment when he was a kid, and he has, like, this hardware implanted on his head, and he will die on his 21st birthday. And so the whole show is him trying to figure out, like, how to find the company that put this in his head and, like, 
save himself before he dies. And it's got a bunch of like weird trippy things. How old is he when he starts? Like 20? 20. 20. Okay. And the, the soundtrack is just like, the, whatever the top 10 songs were on the Modern Rock Station in 1994 in your favorite, in like your hometown, that's the show. That's like what the songs were. So it's like where Alice and Where did you find the show? Uh, Internet Archive. I found okay. all 13 episodes. I'm going to watch them. I'm so excited. I was really hoping somebody would be here that could be like, yeah, that's cool. But How many in are that's you? That's cool. One. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I'm watching Dead of 21. It's cool. It's fun. Go watch. Find it. Watch it. Yeah, make sure, uh, too, if uh, you've never listened to our podcast, go uh, subscribe to it first. That would help us out a lot. Um, leave reviews like people do. And then uh, follow us on social media at TGIFcast. Yeah. And if we have any musicians in the audience and you want to do your own version of the TGIF we'll theme song. We'll take anyone's song, theme song. We, we've gotten flutes. We've gotten armpit farts. We've gotten Just singing, da, 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 da. humming. Yeah. And we got like real bands and stuff. But um, yeah. also, too, so on our... See, there you, you go. got it. We can record you right after this if you want. You're a pro. Perfect. You're in. Also, YouTube. Check us out on YouTube because we do have some cool interviews up there. We did like like Steve said, we've got the reunion uh, show we did with the entire cast of just the ten of us. We got a Kimmy uh, Gibbler. Kimmy episode. Gibbler. Yes. We've got uh, a Earl Winger, Sinclair who, yeah. dinosaurs episode. Yeah. So uh, Steve from Full House is on there. Uh, Angela. Oh, Karen from Step yeah, by Step. Yeah, Karen we from did Step by Step. We so TJF does a lot of like one-off pilots in the summer that don't go anywhere, and we've gotten a lot of the cast from there, which is some cool people. My favorite story about that is uh, there was a show called Doctor Ruth's House with <laughs> Doctor Ruth that you would know, and we couldn't find any contact info. She doesn't have website or anything like that. But I found her address. I I mailed her a letter, and then I got a call from her. She called me on the phone. And was like, "Is this Stephen? This is Doctor Ruth, and uh, I just wanted to say that they told me not to come on the podcast." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and she's like, "Sorry, but I just wanted to call you and let she you said know." Good luck. Did she say good luck too? Like she said, "Good she luck to good? Stephen and Travis." Yeah, and yeah. then Christine. Ebersol, who's in a bunch of stuff. She's in, like, you would know Christine Ebersol. Ruth was on an episode of Quantum Leap where Sam leaped into her. <laughs> That's weird, but fun. What, what do you got up front? What's up? Um, I have only had the slightest connection with one thing you've discussed. Okay. <laughs> my best roommate ever introduced me to the Dinosaur Show. Yeah, yeah. Some streaming service last year. I've never seen it before. I finally understand why did people think to say Timmy was funny. <laughs> uh, what is your overall thing? What What do you consider your range? What do you cover? TGIF. So yeah. if it was on TGIF. So I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you walked in right at the beginning. But when, no, we, no, no. when we decided. Um, so TGIF was the two-hour block on ABC every Friday night that started in 1989. Yeah. We started this show. 30 years to the day of that first episode and we watch each week yeah. exactly 30 years after it airs. So it ran for 10 years from 89 to 99 on ABC. I did not have regular access to a TV from about 1975 to, about, to, to just the beginning of 1992. Probably for okay. the better. Yeah, well, I mean, you can follow along with us, watch some of these shows. Like Most uh, of them are on streaming services. I mean, you can watch almost all of them on... <laughs> That's okay. I can't either. I will watch stuff I can watch with friends or family, or I will watch or listen to things that could really use another supporter. Last night, I found out they got really decent Wi-Fi here. Uh -huh. I watched Down in Front Live, a few people in Chicago who do the Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Okay. And they're doing Footloose a little after 9 o'clock next Friday. Oh, cool. On Twitch. Very cool. Well, you can listen. Yeah. You know, you can check out our podcast and find some 
thousand people watching them. That's about yeah. like what we've got. Yeah, it's about what we've got. So, uh, well, cool. Anything else? I mean, we're pretty much done. Anyone have any other questions or anything? We got eight minutes. Or you could just like take a nap before you go watch. You can the go catch the uh, finals. finals of the cosplay contest right down the uh, other end of this hallway. Yeah, what you yeah. Got? What's up? You want to come record yourself singing the TGIF song? We'll do it afterwards. We'll do it afterwards. All right. Yeah, we'll get you in just a second. Anyone else? Good. All right. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. TBA podcast.